Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's the Story podcast. This is WTS 286, and my name is Daniel Joseph Murray. And you're joined, Daniel Joseph Murray, by Suggsy Christy Merrigan and Graham Merrigan. How are both Graham and Suggsy Christy doing? Well, you can see Suggsy there. He's he's dying for attention off my mother, who's just come in from work, and he's waiting for her to come in to say, come on, my prince, come on into me. <laughs> we're, we're, we're recording this now. It's post 6 p.m. Would it be near Suggsy's dinner time at this hour, would it? Uh, he mailed it already. I, I brought him over. We were recording early this evening, mm. um, and I brought him over to Kolbaga uh, at about 4, and he mailed it at about 5, and now he's he's winding down now. I'm sitting sideways on my bed and uh, he's lying down on my legs. Lovely. Fantastic animal is Suggsy. Great time from Yeah. Great time from Um, How are you keeping anyway, Graham? All good? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm okay, yeah. I actually just want to uh, take the time. Um, a, a listener of our podcast um, sadly passed away, tragically, last week. Um, Gavin Mann. Uh, Gav would often send me reviews of podcasts that he'd listened to and um I was reading them back over um since his tragic passing and I read them with fondness and Gav was a lovely lad, a joker, uh, up for the crack and condolences to all his family, everyone uh, associated with Gavin, his friends and uh shine on Gav. Indeed, indeed. Um yeah it's been it's been a rough couple of months, I think, uh, for the border in terms of it just seemed to have lost a lot of nice and good people. You know? Yeah, um, I mean, like, um, I've been to five or six funerals this year alone, and uh, yeah. it just just makes you reflect and probably want to enjoy life a bit that much more. Um, like you've often said in the past, uh, we're not here for a long time, we're here for a good time. It, and this is it, you know? Uh, but, yep, as you said, showing on Gav and uh, condolences to everybody you know in, in in other news Graham and to take a completely different tone if I can it's great to be a Man United fan again well like it's funny that you're saying to, to change the tone because uh, Gav who we just talked about there was an avid Manchester United fan so he'd oh, have been uh, at United so um, Jesus I mean they're playing great football they're it, it, and I've uh, seen it's their counter attack isn't it it's, I think all around, I think, you know, the difference is you've got, you've got a spine in a team and it's, it's that thing of Casemiro, Varane, De Gea is reformed and Marcus Rashford is reformed. Two lads who, you know, the fans are writing off, you know, yeah. 12 and 18 months ago and under Eric De Grey, they're, 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 they're like, they've wound back the clock and, it also helps the hey that he has a strong defensive. Well, form. yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you know, look have... at look at look at uh, Martinez and Varane. They're absolutely sensational. I, I love I love Martinez. He just has that little bit of madness in him that you that, that I think every centre back does need. Or I think like you're right about the hey as well. You could have eleven Peter Schmeichels playing in there, but one Harry Maguire in front of you. You're going to see can see goals. But I mean. <laughs> We uh, just uh, on, on reflect or just uh, a point as well. Anytime mm. we watched international tournaments in the past, me and you would often text when Italy played and yeah. when Italy's defenders 
celebrated defensive stuff you know you know they're starting to do that and it's it's hilarious like you see Martinez absolutely running amok if he blocks uh, you know love it I love seeing that like little things that you kind of that people take for granted but I mean like you said like you'd watch Italy play or you'd watch Juventus play and you'd see Benucci and Chiellini like you know nose to nose like screaming at each other in celebration over you know a tackle or a block or and then Buffon to be running in and joining them. And it like it meant more to them than scoring a goal. And yeah. as defenders, that's perfect. That's what you want. Like I'm also yeah. I'm also enjoying Arsenal at the moment. Oh, they're great to watch. I love uh, Martin Odegaard. Absolutely. Oh, he's smashing little player. Brilliant. Absolutely Martinelli, brilliant. I didn't realise Martinelli was so young. I thought he was like 27 or 28. How old is he? I think he's only about 21. Unreal. Yeah. So they're 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 great to watch. Who do you think's gonna win the Premier League? I don't you know. Think have a chance. They've an outside chance, but th- I think it is an outside chance. Um, but they've they've worked. The t- Ten Hag has worked wonders since the two defeats at the start of the oh, season. Absolutely, like it's you know, and this is I know us Liverpool fans. Uh, hello, cousin Keith. Hello, cousin Michael. Uh, who are <laughs> you know, and like that, there are. Oh, is this still the Mickey Mouse Cup and all that? I'm like, yeah, it is. But that's where we're at at the moment, where we're celebrating <laughs> those things. I don't fine with that. I'm that's the banter, that. isn't it? You know, if you know you to win the charity shield, I'll celebrate it. That's where we're <laughs> at at the moment, right? Um, but like, yeah, Ten Hag has. I think everybody can see that this United team, they're just, they're believing in themselves. You know, it matters more to them now. And I think like when he stood up to Ronaldo, that was a big moment. That was a turning point. I love Ronaldo and I always will. But, you know, the poison that crept into the team. And yeah, that was the turning point, Dan. You know, and I think as well, then you see Ra- Rashford, the form he's in or whatever. And um, what was it? He turned up late for the bus or something like that. And he got yeah, dropped. Got dropped. You know, and was was Harry, he fined? He probably was as well. Yeah. Um, Harry Maguire, who had been stealing a living for a number of seasons, the club captain, doesn't matter. You're on the bench. That's it. Yeah. On the bench with you. You know, so he's ruthless and you need is, that. Is he, Lindelof being hard done by here? I don't think he has. I think Lindelof. I, I I think Lindelof's an okay player, but he's not better than Rafael Varane, and he's not better than Alessandro Martinez. Agree, yeah. Um, Hard agree. But, but I would I'd put uh, Lindelof in before I put Maguire in. And um, your your fake second team are top of the league as well. Uh, fake fake. <laughs> I don't understand, Graham. Only joking. It's just a low blow. Yes, Bohemian Football Club are indeed top of the league, Graham. Uh, and it, it's great. Declan Devine working wonders. It's great. It's it been good to watch as well. Like I've, I watched a little bit of the opening game, watched a little bit of the second game. Both had their entertaining moments. And as you said, Declan Devine does seem to be doing a good job there. And I know, look, it's only two games in, but six points. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Rocky start for Rovers. Very rocky start. Two draws um, mm. and should have been two in, wins. In fairness, the game in Sligo, though, was, I mean, like, <sighs> that was never sending off for Pico Lopez, man. My God. Not, Danny, not only that, like, like, I mean, I, I, I was of the opinion, right, you can't raise your hand. And and I that wasn't me agreeing. That wasn't me agreeing. I was just saying, you know, what do you expect if yeah. from a referee to to raise a hand, um, he is crying pretty. Look at him; he's begging he's dying for me, ma'am. He is. He's ah, wants me yeah. to open the door to let him out for me, ma'am. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Pico Lopez just t- challenged one of the Sligo young lads 
Browning, I think. Mm. And Browning stood up and Pigo just tapped him on the head. Real, like, the best way I can describe is a patronising. Yeah. Welcome. Like, a, like a little pat in the head, like welcome to the league kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. And the referee straight away. Well, the players reportedly seen the referee with a yellow card first. And then ah. he took time to think and gave a straight red. So in League of Ireland, a straight red is an automatic one-match ban. And then the disciplinary committee watched the footage and they decide if it if it deserves uh, two more. Two more, yeah. So, so a disciplinary committee watched that. And said, yeah, that was violent conduct. We're going to add two more games. So Pico Lopez is now out for three games. That's ridiculous. Like, it wasn't like a, a Pajo Flynn back murderer tackle. <laughs> it, wasn't, you know? it, was, it wasn't a Pajo Flynn butchering, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But then we go up and play draw. See, we had, their first two games were away because of the uh, Tallis Stadium as a building site at the moment. So mm. we requested that the first two games be scheduled away. Um, so the second game was up and draw the two players sent off there. Lee Grace had two yellow cards, which they were yellow cards, no yeah, complaints yeah. there. Um the second yellow card he kind of just slipped. Um oh no, sorry, the first yellow card he he tripped kind of thing. And look, they were definitely two yellow cards. I, I'm of the opinion of that they were. But Dan Cleary's two yellow cards, the first yellow card. Oh god, I was right in front of it. The ball went out of play, a rover sub. Dan tried to retrieve the ball. Um, the Rovers kicked it away from him towards their bench. Then their management hit it back towards their sub. So clearly he was going left yeah. to right trying to retrieve the ball. And the ref deemed that it was time wasting from Dan. And Dan got, that was his first yellow. But then a minute later, he, he got, he fouled, which he did. And it was the second yellow. So he was off. But the first yellow was disgraceful. Like you yeah. can give you can give the coach or you can give them the coaching staff yellow cards now. So yeah, yeah. I didn't out of the three, the sub, the management, and Dan involved in that situation. Dan didn't deserve the yellow card at all. He yeah, was genuinely yeah. trying to receive the ball. Yeah, it's uh, very very early in the season though. So uh, some, some Rovers fans saying we're the shadow of the team we were last season, which is absolute it's madness. Two, two games. games in. Look, look at United. Look at the opening games of the season. Look at them now. You know, look, absolutely. It's. I think it's great because the thing was at the last couple of seasons, you know, the the expectation was there that Rovers would, uh, you know, Rovers and Derry probably would run away with this. You know what I mean? But you know, at least now. They have a few points to catch up before they get to run away with it. So it'll be interesting for at least six weeks. Absolutely, yeah. Agreed. Um, Mero, enough of us waffling. Uh, who is our guest this week? Our guest is... I first came across our guest uh, maybe around February, March uh, last year um, when I was involved in the assistant... as I was, When I was the assistant coach and team manager of the Orr Senior team, um, the guest came to a training session. Um he plays for the Rebel Wheelers um, and he only just started wheelchair basketball um, post uh, an accident. He was a basketball uh, player in scholarship in the States, played for Ireland and now he's a wheelchair basketball player. He's got a great story. Um, he's one. He's a really, really nice guy. Um, our guest now is Adam Drummond. Adam Drummond, how are you, buddy? How are, how are I'm you? Graham. Thanks for having me, boys. No, I, I meant to. I meant to get you. Uh, since the first day I met you at Ireland yeah. training there over a year ago, I meant to say, "Get on the podcast." <laughs> how's how's things? Better late than never. 
Absolutely. How are you keeping? Yeah, I'm not too bad, no, not too bad. Uh, just trying to get through this cold at the moment. It's absolutely freezing down here anyway. I don't know about up there, yeah. man. Bitter. Bitter. I'm just in from the dog and it was freezing. But I wouldn't mind, like last week it was about 14 degrees and now it's like uh, four or five. Uh, hopefully this is the end of it anyway. But yeah. we always say that it's never really the end of it, is it? Because so. yeah, we're yeah. about we're about to go into March now when air air basketball season is going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, this would be your will this be your full first full season in wheelchair this basketball? This is my first season altogether. I didn't play a game last year. Um, my first wheelchair basketball game kit was against the Netherlands in the under twenty threes. That was my first wheelchair basketball game. Uh, How so that was in the summer. Um, and then my first game for Wheelers then was September, was it? Up in the yeah. upper Glenmire. Um, yeah, that would have been my first game. So yeah, it's my first season all together. Um, but so yeah, it's been. Your first that? wheelchair basketball games for Ireland. Yeah, for under twenty threes. Yeah, <laughs> unreal. Uh, which was a good. It was good because I I knew that was the level that that's the top level. Like so, um, but it was it was good then um, to get to get going with the wheelers. That's unbelievable. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. I I just uh, I just assumed maybe you you would play it a bit like towards the end of that last season. Yeah, yeah no, I started training with them. I started training. I think it was the end of February. And um, I find my my accident happened in May, and then I kind of I should have went out in September, but I was just being a bit lazy to be honest with you. I needed kind of time to get home and things like that. Um, but then I finally went out in end of February. I think they just won the cup. Um, if I'm wrong, they beat Leicester in the final. That's right. Um, and Con Con Colin, the coach came up to me and was like, "Will you come out? Will you come out?" And I finally went out then the end of, end of February. Um, and yeah, I never looked back. Like, but um. Was lucky then to join in the twenty trees that summer. So that's unbelievable. You just said there about your your accident in in May yeah. twenty twenty one. You're you're probably part of a select few that has played for Ireland in basketball and wheelchair basketball. Yeah. which is I mean, I'd, I'd say I, I'm not sure if I've, if there's anyone else. I've I've been looking to try and find someone. It's uh, James Holland who Seamus. unfortunately recently oh, passed away. He, yeah. he I believe he might have played for Ireland in the eighties. Yeah, and then he played for our wheelchair basketball for Ireland as well. I believe that. Yeah, James, God love him, was it was yeah. a great player and and uh, but yeah, you you and James, that's a that's good company and that. That's good company now, yeah, good company. Hopefully there'll be one or two, one or two. Uh, God forbid no injuries, but yeah, uh, hopefully there'll be one or two uh, able bodies playing both down the down the years. Absolutely, come here. You, you, you obviously uh, a part of your accident and and uh, rehabilitation stuff. You would have spent time at the uh, National Rehabilitation Hospital. How I mean, how was that where you were introduced to wheelchair basketball? Yeah, your teammate Mark Barry um, would have been would have been the fella who pushed it straight away. I think you know when when my accident happened. I think it was a. I think that was the first people's thoughts, like, all right, he's a basketball player. Obviously, he's going to go play wheelchair basketball, which is fair. Like, But um, the transition was probably slower to me. I think Mark never pushed it on me. He never once, he never once, like, was like, oh, wheelchair basketball, wheelchair basketball. Like, I remember my whole time in the NRH, we were playing table tennis, like, 80% of the time. I think we played, I think we played a small bit of wheelchair basketball here or there. Like, but he was never like, oh, you have to play, you have to play. He was like, the time will come. And he, like you will be good at it, you will, you will enjoy it, but he was like, take your time. And I think that was probably the best advice I ever got, like that, not to rush it. Like, because I think if I rushed this mentally coming out of hospital, I wouldn't have been able, because it's, 
it's very it was very frustrating and still is to get used to the wheelchair basketball compared to the running game like it's I, I knew it was going to be hard but I didn't think it was going to be this hard and I'm kind of getting there now with small but, but I remember at the beginning like it was a lot of frustrated I don't want to go back I don't want to go back leave and I'd leave friends session going I don't want to go back there and then I'd be like the next day I'd be like come on this isn't you like you know you aren't you like the challenge like but um but the, the, the dinner age was was good for me because I had I had Mark there um, but as I said, he never forced it on me, which is good. But he he told me and he put it in the back of my head that like eventually the time would come. Like it's mad, isn't it? Like in terms of like I I, I was I was born with Spina Vifta, but I only joined disability sports when I was probably I'm 38 now. So probably when I was 26, 27. And I remember like that with the experience with Mark. Mark would have been a sports development officer at the time. And uh, I remember saying to myself, right, I'm gonna do a bit of disability sports see what the story is. And when I went out to his office, he gave me a list of disability sports and geez, you take them all, you tried them all like, yeah. And, and again, he didn't, he didn't push anything specifically yeah. on me. Uh, yeah. It was just like, try them all and, and, and see what you're like. I remember yeah. at one stage I was doing about four or five sports. I was absolutely born out. <laughs> I know there's people like, like people have said to the rowing now for me, like just, just how long I am, like in normally roars or tall, like, but I am lucky in a way that, I did, I did play basketball, I played at a very high level. So, like, but I always tell people that, like, in wheelchair basketball, basketball is only 30% of it. 70% is pushing the wheelchair and, like, tactically and things like that. Like, so 30% is grand for me. Like, I was always going to be okay with that. But it's the 70% where, like, it's, like, a totally different sport for me. But, like, again, it was a nice challenge. Like, and I'm getting there. I'm, Jesus, <clears throat> I was only talking to Con the other day. Like, and he was, we were doing sprints. Like, and he was like, you're after getting very quick, like, and I was like, Do you know what? Like, I actually am. Like, when I first started, I was at the back. Now I'm like in the top half. So, um, I'm getting there slowly but surely. Definitely, you are 100 getting there, and I could see that uh, difference in 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 the first time I met you. But I think the first time I met you was February last year at the Irish Senior Session. Yeah, yeah and, uh, that would have been right. Yeah, I remember seeing your your shot, and I was just like, I think I went up to you and I said, Adam, as soon as your chair skills get fucking sorted out. <laughs> You're going to yeah. be absolutely unreal. Um, what was it like getting into a, a sports chair for the first time? Were you a bit overwhelmed or? Uh, yeah, like I think again, I I was lucky. I had marks open the NRH. They were like, look, thankfully now in their program, they kind of pushed sports at you straight away. So I kind of got into a sports chair up there, and it was different. Like and like the contact like, was was very different for me. Like just some fella, like, I couldn't understand that. Like some fella could just absolutely glow off the court. Like it's not a foul. Like I couldn't. Still can't wrap my head around it. Uh, and I remember on the weekend, the ref was like, the ref turned around to me, it was like, you should be a referee. And I was like, you know what? I probably should. Like, but, uh, but no, it's just, it's, that was probably like, the, the different part. Because like, you're kind of, you're still recovering. Like my, my, my spine was still recovering from breaking. Like, and it's like, oh, put you into a wheelchair there. And Mark is absolutely clinging you. Like, uh, but it's probably the best thing if you do fear. Like, I think with those kind of things, you just have to kind of throw yourself into the deep end. Like, um, and just kind of go do it like just keep to keep trying different things and the sports chair was definitely different than like learning how to transfer from my day chair to, to the sports chair and things like that like where I'm going to need the rest of my life like uh, very important just just, just Danny um, Adam took part uh, Rebel Wheelers were in the cup final mm. uh, in January against mm. Limerick Celtics and uh, I respectfully hate both teams <laughs> I'm only joking Adam and uh, <laughs> 
And I was I was saying to, I was sitting with fellow Bulls players Johnny Hayes and, and Jack Shannon Cole and I was like I want Adam on I want Adam on and sure enough uh, Adam came on uh, in the fourth quarter and his first shot it went straight up outside the key rainbow all net and it was the only Rebel Wheelers basket I've ever cheered in my life. <laughs> um, uh, I think there's a bit of poaching going on there, to be honest with you. I think. Yeah, well, we, we'll talk after the game. Uh, you know, we, we might have a financial backer here that can pay your, <laughs> pay your diesel up and down. Money talks, money talks. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how do you find the competitiveness of our, our wheelchair basketball league? Very surprised. Like, very surprised. I think when I my accident first happened, and I, this sounds bad, but like, again, like, I'm being honest, like, I think it, you're kind of, like, kind of looking down a small bit on it, like, if, if you get me, it's a bit prideful as well, like, you're kind of, like, I'm not playing that, like, and then it's, like, I played then my first game, like, and it's, like, it's very, very, very competitive, and, like, more competitive than I played in any other league, everybody in the world, like, um, but you love it, like, you have to love it, like, I think just because you have a disability doesn't mean you should take things seriously, like, or, like, we shouldn't be competitive, like, that's the kind of mindset I had. Like I was like, ah, it's it's a bit, of, it's a throw around. Like it's a bit of fun. Like and it's like no, like you know, we're I'm there with the Rebel Wheeler second team, like, and you're down forty points to Clister, like and they're full court pressing you with two minutes left in the game. Like that's what that was the moment I kind of knew I was like, this league is serious. Like there's yeah. there's fellas out to get. I feel as if like there's the rest of the league is taking their their anger out in Rebel Wheelers too sometimes because yeah. of how successful Rebel Wheelers one have been. But like look, that's what we signed up for. Like I guess. Absolutely. I remember my first time playing as well. And I had the same experience as you in terms of probably not looking down on it, but probably thinking, oh, we've disabilities. Everyone's going yeah. to be uh, friendly. And then yeah. I get clattered up in the backside. I was like, what the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah. And then, and then like, yeah, it's a bit of a wake up call. But also, like, I mean, I thought, I thought it would have been, I thought some people would have been a bit friendlier for some reason. Yeah, uh, and like, don't get me wrong, they're friendly off the court and and yeah. after a match, but that was that was a shock to me. Uh, yeah. One of the things as well, I for, when my uncles and and family came to watch us play for the first time, I forgot to tell them that um we're allowed one able bodied in the starting five. Yeah. So when they seen a couple of players, um, well actually when I first started, you're allowed two. So yeah. when they seen two, three or four players get up and stand up out of the chair, they nearly had a, they nearly collapsed. They're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> no, I had a, my my nephew, my nephew uh, after the final, uh, or it was after the semi final. Connor Collin got up and walked out of his chair, and then like my nephew, like didn't care about the whole game, wasn't even watching. And as soon as he got up out of the chair, he like nudged someone. He's like, "Oh, he's." He's lying. There's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> one, one of my dad's friends said, it's a fucking miracle after happening here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. But no, that's what I said. I kind of say as well. Like, I was like, fair, like, it's all great, like, the likes of us getting into a wheelchair. But I think it takes, like, a lot for an able-bodied person to get into a wheelchair and kind of, like, you know, not, like, as I said, look down, but, like, you know, accept that, like, like, Neil now with us, he can't play able-bodied because of his knee. So he's like, all right, I'm going to still play sports. It's just going to be in a wheelchair. I think that takes a lot of kind of courage as well to me. Absolutely. What are you yeah. going to say there, Danny? I was going to say, I remember one of the first games that I, I went to watch the Bulls play. And the match that was on after you was uh, NI Knights, I think. And I can't remember who the other team were. But it was just never the accent. So, uh, 
But uh, the two lads were just chatting, having a laugh and everything else. And in the very first play of that match, those two lads absolutely creased each other out. Yeah. And I was like, ah, lads, this yeah. is... That, whatever, like you were saying, like friendly off the court and all that. But the second that the, you know, the whistle blew or whatever, it's... And it's one of them, because I, I mean, I'd watched a little bit of Paralympics over the years, but it wasn't like, you know, and then now just going to watch you play, Mero, and watch some of the games that are happening... The competitiveness don't real like, and it's yeah. the entertainment value. It's not alone. It's fucking top notch. Like. But the, like the best thing about it is that like it's grand. Like work, like competitive on the court. Like the best thing about it, it stays on the court. Like, you know, it doesn't mm. like not from what you've seen anyway. There probably is a small, but like it doesn't. It doesn't really trickle over. Like at the end of the day, like we're all in the same position. We're all playing disability sports. Like let's be competitive for forty minutes, then after we'll just have a laugh. Like, and yeah. you would have played uh, basketball. Um, at a higher level before the accident as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, 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 what was that like in 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 the US like? Because you you had a scholarship and everything over yeah. there. So like, kind of, I played with the Irish team for up the underage Irish team, and I did my leave. So I was like the leave year for my leave, sort to skip my skip it and go to America. And then, um, but I ended up doing my leave, sort went over to prep school, and it's just like I was only talking with someone the other day. It's like. In Ireland, it's like, especially in secondary school I went to, like, it's they were hurling mad, like, and it's like, you play, you play um, basketball, and it's like, oh, that's that's a wussy sport and all this, like, and then you go to America, like, and everyone's obsessed about it, and I like at the time, like, that was the thing I kind of appreciated the most, is that like, I love basketball more than anyone, and it's like everyone around me also does as well, and um, so like in secondary school there, you kind of like the outsider, like I'd say, like. One fella in my in my or two or three fellas in my year probably playing basketball and it's like everyone then plays it, um, and everyone's obsessed and watches the NBA like so and that was kind of the coolest thing. But like in terms of at the actual level, like it's it's different altogether. Like it's training six days a week. Sometimes you'd have two a days. Like you could be you could have a workout at eight or nine, and like even on like game days, if we had a game at seven, we'd be up at eight to shoot like um or like lift or do things like that like so it felt like a full-time job to be honest with you but like when you're given a scholarship and you're given that money like you kind of have to you have to treat it as a full-time job mad isn't it it's a different mm. kind of fish over there isn't it yeah different different level all together like, like, like even at that age it's so intense yeah. like 18 17 18 years old like kind of are absolutely wrecked like come the end of the season and then you have like two weeks off and you're back into workouts again and you're like six months away from the season do you know what I mean um, but yeah look it's like you have to take it as a full time job like you know if you're if you're working any job at all you have to fully apply yourself like and that's what they ask for you over there like. yeah it's crazy though just like because college basketball over there in some places mm. is more popular than NBA itself like you know what I mean? mm. oh ridiculous like, they, like yeah. the, it's more passionate definitely yeah. 100% more passionate because people could have like went to that college or you know, being alumni or like played from like so it's kinda of like the odds of people playing for the NBA, like the NBA team is lower, like so I think like, everyone has an NBA team, but everyone also has a college team. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Like and March Madness and all that kicking in soon. Like so it's uh huge. And the money they're making over there now, like even the players they're allowed to make money, which is only fair. Like the college Yeah, that for years they weren't allowed, weren't they not? Huh? For years they weren't allowed, weren't they not? There was a no, 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 you're not allowed to make money. But like I think they changed two, two or three years ago, I think. Um, but now but like only like the highest of the highest we make 
like the kind of like the Duke and the North Carolina they those winners make an actual money. Like. That's yeah. mad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's only fair though. Yeah. Big time, yeah. I remember talking to um I remember, I can't remember who it was, but I remember they were talking kind of be- before accident, after accident, and mm. in terms of before the accident, they felt like that uh, they had a load of opportunities mm. uh, come their way. And now, uh, post-accident and in rehab and stuff like that, loads of different opportunities have come their way. Do, do you feel that that's the same as well? Yeah, I think, I don't know if there's much opportunities, but I think it's just more, more the way I think more than anything, I just feel as if I'm way more open-minded now, to be honest with you. Um, and, like, I'm in college, I, I'm going into fourth year next year, like, doing sports and exercise, and, like, I don't know, I don't know what career I'm going to do. Like, I, I could see myself being, I don't know, doing something in media or, or something like that, like, but I could also see myself working in a gym or something like that. I, I don't know, I think that's the fun thing about it. Like, I, I, I'm still young, so I haven't really decided, but um, opportunity-wise, like, yeah, I think you have to kind of go out and get them as well. Though. You have to put yourself out there at the same time, just because you know you have a disability or whatever. It's and like if you're going to a company, it might look good to have you in. You still have to work to get it. Like, you know, you still have to put yourself out there and be in, be in a position to be hireable. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's more like me being open minded than anything else. Um, a lot of a lot of able bodied people will ask as well. You know the generic question, and I'm going to ask it. Unfortunately, but do you see that? Um, do you see any opportunity arising with in the Paralympic Games? Do you do, do you envisage doing an individual sport, perhaps? To, to yeah. would that be a goal at all? You know, I'm, obviously the Irish wheelchair basketball team yeah. probably wouldn't be good enough no, to yeah. to reach to reach Paralympic level. But do you yeah. see yourself maybe taking on an individual sport to do that? I, I think so. I like I I genuinely haven't really thought about it myself. I wouldn't rule it out either. Like, you know, um, I I played lots of different sports when I was younger. Um, but I'd say if I was to be in the Paralympics, it definitely would have to be something individual, like like rowing or something like that. Um, that I can probably look into down the line. But um, at the moment, like I'm playing the wheelchair basketball and I'm more as I'm coaching that team on the twenties. So, um, my my hands are fairly full at the moment. Um, Unbelievable! You're coaching now, are you? I'm coaching, yeah, I coach everybody basketball as well. Unreal. Um, how do you how are you finding that? Different, definitely different. and um, challenging. Um and that's not that's not just like the 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 teams we play, it's just kinda like when you're coaching you can you're kinda limited in demonstration, like in terms of what you can show the lads. And I think I that's why I, I chose under twenties to coach because like it would be hard for me to go to eleven or twelve year old like do this move when I can't when I'm in a wheelchair, like do you know what I mean? So I think with the under twenties and like you know, eventually I'd want to go on to to coach senior. That it's more tactical and it's like they already they're at already at that level. So and um, challenging but very rewarding, like very very rewarding. Um, That's brilliant. Love to hear that, man. Yeah. Ask like Mike. Do you know Michael Hennessy Cullen? He he. Now Michael probably stopped playing basketball before before he yeah he, he would have stopped kind of around twenty nineteen I think. But Michael yeah. Hennessy Cullen. Um, he coaches Hurling in Wexford. Yeah. And he's 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 very successful at it as well. Yeah. So that, that's great. Jamie Wall as well. Jamie Wall. Jamie Wall, of course. Yeah. yeah. Jamie Wall. Yeah. He's the third wheelers, isn't he? Yeah. Uh he he actually he actually when he was when he was up in the rehab hospital, he was training with us all the time. And he took he took 
to the sport very well, but yeah. I thought he did play for Rebel Wheelers for a while, but I don't think he completed a full season, which is a shame no. because he was actually very good. Yeah, I think I think he's heavily involved with G. He's always in TG Carver now anyway, in the commentary and things like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's mad it is. We all because we're obviously so close to rehabilitation hospital, we've had a we we kind of accommodate a lot of patients with training and stuff. We even yeah. had um remember the jockey Robbie McNamara? Yeah. We had him training yeah, for about three months and he was unbelievable at basketball. Yeah. I was begging him to sign for us and he just yeah. and what's his story now? Like just they just kinda of left the hospital and he left hospital and he is training horses. Oh Jesus. As for me, like it kind of took me a couple of months to come around as well, like you know, so yeah. or like some fellas might be years before. Like we've had a fella now who's uh who I think he's in his thirties and he's been in a, a wheelchair for the last ten years and he only joined us a couple of weeks ago. Like so like and you're the same, like you know, it just takes fellas longer than, than most of us, like. Big time, yeah, yeah. Cause it, like when you see say Johnny Hayes, he's been playing since he was seven yeah. years of age and mm. he's Taking a step back from even the international setup for the next couple of years, um, because it can it can take over your life, you know. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to concentrate on the Irish team, or yeah, you know, you, you do have to devote your time to it, and it's Jesus, it's it's tough going, especially when you're out of pocket a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all out of your own pocket. Like. Yeah, it's all out of your own pocket. Like I mean, it was gas because obviously I would have been the assistant coach of the Irish team last June yeah. going to Bosnia. And yeah. I was telling Danny and Khan and, and Tiernan probably would have told you, but the Turkish team had like, when they got to the semi-final, they won it in the end. But yeah. at, at the semi-final, their minister for sport flew in in a private jet mm-hmm. and got the red carpet treatment at the semi-final. Yeah. And there was huge fuss made over the team. The, their equivalent of the 6-1 news was there every yeah. night after a match interviewing the captain or the MVP and, and yeah. the coach. It was bizarre. Basketball over there is huge. like, And it's like, Basketball, like the running game here, is even kind of neglected by the Irish government and like kind of media and things like that. So, like, if they're not going to get like attention, then like we're definitely not going to get attention. Definitely not going to get attention. That's just like you know, I can that we could probably use that as motivation and anything else. Like you know, if if we're going winning, hopefully going win to see the lads going to see this year. Like and then like you go play on win to be like the country or like media has no choice but to, yeah. to kind of give us attention. Like. Absolutely, because obviously I would have done it. I was a team manager and assistant coach, so I would have done a lot of try to do a lot of networking with the other teams. Yeah. And like there was fourteen teams over there, and me and the head coach were the only coaching staff that mm. were volunteers. The rest of them were being paid, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, and then a, a lot of the teams in our group, like Latvia, Slovenia, they were all yeah. training like four nights a week, six weeks before the tournament. I mean, yeah. you, you can't compete with that when you're training no. for three like, weeks. Like I like the wheelers train three days a week, like and I've been that's a lot, like do you know what I mean? And then the game as well. And it's like um, you hear that kind of stuff when they're training. Like the Netherlands team under twenty three they go to the same academy, like they they like their college, they all go to the same college, they train after after classes every day, like do you know what I mean? Like how are you meant to compete with that? No, you can't. It's it's you just can't. You can't. Like, like you said, if, if the running game isn't getting the financial assistance or even yeah. attention, what hope have we got? We just have to do it ourselves. Which is like, right. fellas struggling to get chairs, like, it's just like, you know, what are you meant to do about that? Like, they've got to go and probably help, help out that anytime soon, probably not. Like, but yeah. it's just like there's no fella with a disability should struggle to get a chair, like, at all. Like, you oh, know, yeah. and, and, and they're so expensive as well. Like, six grand, six grand, like, six grand. That's not happy 
there's six grand is a is a respectable amount. Is that, is that yeah. for is that for the sports chair or the everyday chair? Sports, yeah, sports chair. I my first ever sports chair I got was a display, um, and I got it completely really? by chance, and uh, I got it off Invicare, and I said how much. It was a display model because it didn't fit the person it was made for. Yeah, on display, and I was out in the factory, and I said, "Can I try sitting in that?" And he says, "Yeah, go ahead." And it, it fit me by complete yeah. chance. I said, "How much do you want for that?" And he said, "Look, it's a display model. It's not going to get any use. You can have it for twelve hundred quid." And that was that was like no, it's still twelve hundred quid though. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's still twelve hundred quid. And like all fellas, like in the running game, I have to worry about was getting a pair of basketball boots. Like, like <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. And some of the lads in Air League wear basketball boots as well. Uh huh. Some of the lads in Air League wear Air Jordans as well. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> There'd be very little wear and tear on them, though. So they get a few seasons out of them. You know what I mean? Exactly. I know. I tell you, I'd, I'd come home from a night out there, like, and my shoes would be filthy the next morning. And I'd always go, was I up dancing or what last night? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, honestly, my shoes would be dirtier than what I wasn't going to be here. It's annoying, though. <laughs> but yeah, the the I seen a quote the other day for a wheelchair basketball or wheelchair basketball chair, and I think it was about nine and a half thousand. Jesus, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, so, that's and like I'm obviously coming at this completely from a place of ignorance. Do you know what I mean? So when you were saying this to me, I'm kind of like, yeah. it's a long time since I played any sport. Like, but I mean, what? Like, if I had to drop hundred and twenty quid in a pair of football boots, I'd be snapping. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah, yeah. like. I think there's like I got I think with the I got the Lord Havers or whatever so like there's 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 different like discounts and stuff you can get you can uh, well that was I think for your first chair you can you can apply for it but like after that it's like good luck like do you know what I mean? yeah yeah I got a bit off my chair but still though like it's still not like I don't know I just can't wrap my head around it like that like people with disabilities have to pay that much to play a sport like do you know it's what crazy mean? isn't it it's scandalous like that is actually not scandalous absolutely. It's absolutely scandalous. Um, you met Roy Keane, my hero, and Danny's hero. Danny, was he still your hero, Roy Keane? I, yeah, look, I've, I've moved on because, you know, he's not playing anymore. But <laughs> he I mean, still hung up over the Saipan stuff or what? I don't know. I mean, like, Roy, Roy <laughs> Keane, is, I mean, the kettle will always be on in this house for Roy Keane. Like, you know what I mean? No, but it's just, you know, I, I, I concentrate more on the lads who are playing ball than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Was the kettle on in your <laughs> house, Adam, when you his 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 aunt and uncle lived across the road and I was down in my local and I was it was random I think it was a Sunday or something and tapping my shoulder he was like I'm Roy Keane's uncle I live across the road and he was like I helped out the DIY SOS book he was like uh, Roy's going to call into you and I was like I was like Roy who? and he was like Roy Keane and I started laughing like <laughs> I had a few points and you know I was like he will yeah I was like, he was like no he will he will and I was like I was like he won't like I swear then about he was meant to be there for the build, but then he, he knocked the week after the build and he go he knocked the door and he was like, Can I come in there? And I was like, Yeah, if you want to, like. Um he came in anyway, and the first thing he said was, uh, I'm sorry for not being there for the build. But he was like, If I was there, then it would have been all about me. And he was like, That's not that's not what I want. So he sat down at a cup of tea, 45 minutes, chatting away, like the nicest fellow you could meet. Very, very genuine. Say that was surreal, was it? unbelievable like it's one of those moments where it's like afterwards you kind of go was that like did that just happen like in it you're just like trying to keep your nerve like or whatever like but he was just very very outgoing like asking me questions i was asking him questions and just on it like i'm football mad like i'm a liverpool fan as well 
and uh, that's the first thing. The, 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 the sound broke up there a bit, man. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Wait, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only uh, messaging you. Sorry, I'm looking up, man. I was like, get in the bin, man. No, the first thing I said to him was like, I'm a Liverpool fan. He goes, Grant. He was like, do you have a jersey inside? I goes, I do, yeah. He goes, my car needs to be clean there. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, straight into me, like. Uh, but no, like, he's very, very sound. I remember sound. seeing when you tweeted saying, oh, just yeah. yesterday, I was like, you're fucking joking me. But you were, you referenced there, DOISOS. So that hasn't aired yet, though, has it? 26th of March. Lovely. Yeah, Lovely. Right now. 26th of March, yeah, Sunday. It's lovely. So Adam is the subject of DOISOS. I've never not watched an episode of that where my eyes are sweating. I know. Yes, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I like I know my interviews, but I have no clue who else got interviewed and things like that. But people are like, people are going to ask him like, "Oh, will you have a party?" Whatever. I was like, "No, I'm locking myself into my room and watching it on my own." To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'd want to be around anyone, anyone at all. And I'll come back out in an hour later and be like, oh, "That's all good. Now that's grand." Yeah, yeah, it is. It's 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 a fucking great show, like, and it does. Yeah, just, it, it does that thing really well. Like, like Irish people are really good at patting ourselves on the back for things, but when it comes to stuff like that, it just yeah. it hits all the right notes for that sentiment, and just you know, we're a sound bunch, really. You know what I mean? There's so many like in the news nowadays. Like, every, like I feel as if everything is negative news. Like, yeah, yeah. TV is negative, like, and it's one of those very few shows that highlights the good in things. Like, do you know what I mean? And um, I think it was it was three thousand applied, and I think like only fifteen hundred were chosen to help on the house. Like three thousand people. Like so I was only thinking the other day that like uh, my buddy Gary Blunt passed away, and Jordan, he's one of the best players, everybody players in the country now. Um, at the funeral, he just mentioned that like the one of the positive things with poor Gary passed away was like people got to see, he got to see how much he loved. Do you know what I mean? And I think that was one of the moments for me. I was like, geez, like there's 3,000 people coming to help me and my family. Like, and I was like, yeah. if I die tomorrow, I know like how much I, I'm loved or people care about me. Like, and a lot of people, when they pass away, don't get to realize that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's probably the thing I kind of That's a powerful reflection yeah, there. Yeah, fair. And, that is. and that's the spoiler being a Liverpool fan, which is. Yeah, I know. Cheap. You know? <laughs> Not a good year now. If you were talking to me this time last year, no, I'd say this would be a different yeah. conversation. <laughs> oh, man, if this was 12 months ago, my mouth would be shut right now. <laughs> He's saying nothing. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, like, do you, do you keep an eye on the NBA yourself? Like, do you follow it? I or? do. I do. I'm, I watch, like, just because of the time difference, I watch way more yeah. football. Like, I watch all the matches. I don't. I never really had an NBA team. I'm a bit of a LeBron, LeBron fanboy. Like, whatever team he's on, I'm probably watching yeah, uh, but like the time difference is so hard. Sundays, oh, Frank, yeah. the sun in the cafe or something like that. Well, that's so Sunday gone when Lakers are playing Mavs yeah. and LeBron. But yeah, that was great. Eight, yeah. eight o'clock in the evening or something deadly, like eight o'clock in the evening, like and then it's over at eleven straight to bed. Then like Jeremy. yeah, yeah. And um, but sure, they can't really do that over there, like because they're five hours behind. Like so, during yeah. the week, they can't play the games until seven o'clock there. Then. Adam, don't mind this spoofer. He got involved in the NBA. Uh, after watching the last dance, and now he collects Air Jordans. Is that why? Yeah, yeah. So right. he's, so he's an right. absolute just spoofer. Is that is that true? It is so true. Right. Here's, here's is it true, Danny? <laughs> so, will, will you let me finish, Graham? Will you let me finish there? Uh, so yeah, so my brother was my brother would watch the Bulls in the nineties, like everybody in the nineties, I suppose. And I never really paid much attention to it. And then I watched the last dance, and it was during COVID. Yeah, and I was like. I mean, 
like nobody was doing anything during COVID. So that time difference factor just wasn't a thing. Like, yeah. So uh, I just, I was up to like two and three in the morning anyway, doing nothing. Yeah. So it just, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this basketball match. And, then from there, and ever since, like, I'm just, every weekend, I'm like, who's playing at ground? I'm watching that ground. I'm watching yeah. this. Great. Like, I think a lot of people over COVID, they either went, and I see it behind you, they went the F1 or they went the NBA. Like, <laughs> I, it's one or the other. Yeah, um, the, the F1 I've been watching for since like the 90s now, but really? yeah, the, the, the basketball of only really started getting into it in the last sort of two, two and a half years. Like, but I'm fucking so that's a yes to my, to my allegation, isn't it? <laughs> it? Yeah, I mean, if you want to take a cynical give... look at the crime, yeah. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you the F1 because I know you've loved the F1 since you're in Ipper, but yeah. the NBA, I'll take credit for my, uh, I won't take credit for it, but he, he does the raffles for the uh, the Air Jordans and all. Oh, really? Yeah, you, yeah, no, oh, you enter them or you sell them? No, no, I enter them on the snake. I, I just collect them, like, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. but uh, I only, um, I bought before just before my uh, my injury happened, literally a week. I got a pair of Kobe's, like, just recently. Oh, not yeah. So, like, bought a pair of Kobe's, like, 150 or something like that. And I recently sold them for like 700 or something like Ooh, that. No and way, like, yeah, yeah. And this is what happens, man. This is it. What the fella, yeah, I played with, he plays in the BBL in England. And I was like, I was like, the only fellas that are going to buy this now are playing. Like, is it going to be an NBA? Like, someone playing high level in New York. And he's playing over the BBL uh, for Plymouth. And he bought it for seven. So, like, uh, nice little profit off it. Like, but I was, I was, I was delighted when I got him. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to wear him now just playing against Bally Brat Bulls or something like that. So, like, <laughs> I'm going to get I'm going to get my money here now. Thank you. This is it. Like, this is, see, like, people... You know, Mero gives me a stick over it and all that. And I'm like, look, well, we're a couple of pairs. There's a couple of pairs there, though, that I'm just, they're, they're in the wardrobe, in their box, untouched as bankers. Because I know, yeah. you know, they will. Jordan Jordan 1s and Jordan 4s are the ones I tend to go for. Now. But Yeah, they sell well. How many different types are there? Of Jordans alone? Yeah. About 30-something, man. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. should, yeah. yeah. And then, like like that, you've got Kobe's, you've got, sure, even, like, the lads, well, the, the ones that are coming out with them, players that are there now aren't great like Giannis Antetokounmpo has some Luka Doncic yeah. has some they're, they're grand like but they wouldn't be you wouldn't be collecting them to make a few quid on them like that is mental do you have glass ca- a glass case and all for them Danny it's, it's uh, I'm getting plan permission off the wife to get that done <laughs> <laughs> another pair of Air Jordans Royce this house she's gonna murder me lads <laughs> yeah. what's the what's the app thing that you use for the raffling sneaker the Nike sneakers app that's um, what it is. That's how I got my bobies. That's how I bought them. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a Nike app, like, but they literally just do anything that's going to be like a limited release or whatever. They release through this app, so it's separate to like the normal Nike store or the Nike app, like. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just what you have to do, Graham, if you want to be in the game, like. Stay over it, Yeah, I will stay over. Watch watch <laughs> the last dance has every fucking Air Jordan collection. Oh. Do you support the NBA, Danny? I don't really like. I'd, I'd watch. I'd watch the Dallas Mavericks uh, and the Celtics probably the most. Celtics mostly because they're East Coast, so their time zones a little bit friendlier. And then the Mavericks just because I love Luka Doncic, love him. That's the man. Well, I was meant to play. Uh, we were under 16s. I was playing the Irish team under 16s. I was playing against Slovenia, and he's yeah. 99, so he's born the same year as me. Um, but we went off to the Orals and I think we were playing them first or second game and we were going to be, we were like, like 
this is that when we were 15, 16, we were playing, and we were like, we we're playing against Luka Doncic. Like, that's how big he was then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he unfortunately didn't come to the tournament because it was his first preseason with Real Madrid seniors. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, that would have been, yeah, that would have been like my store, my claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> it's like half, so I was meant to play against him. There you go. Yeah, that. I mean, even that, even that in itself, like you were at the same <laughs> level as him. You know what I mean? So, well, kind of. You was playing Real Madrid seniors at my age, like so. <laughs> would you like to play pro wheelchair basketball in Europe? Uh, I would. I would. Um, I haven't thought about it too much. I remember like the first kind of couple of things people said to me was like, "Oh, you'll be pro, pro," and I was like, "I can barely move a chair. How am I? How am I going to get to that level?" But like, kind of this season, I was the season's gone on, and kind of like, look, I'm holding my own now. Like, I'm not. I'm not really being targeted as much, kind of like full court and things like that. So I was like, my basketball skills will always will always be at that level, like um, because of just what I played before. Like, but it's kind of up to me whether I kind of push on this summer now and kind of develop more my wheelchair skills. Um, but I'd probably want to finish college and do a master's first, get the education in the bag, um, and then I'll see where I'm at then. Definitely, because there are, there are a few like in the league in their early 20s that if they if they put their their mind to it they potentially could go yeah. well because we know um obviously in the Irish senior squad we've Matt Rolson who's playing in Italy at the moment so yeah. it's definitely especially when you go to these tournaments they're full of scouts like they're full of like the Italian league scouts the Turkish league I know Matt uh, was talking to the, the head coach of Galatasaray he was offering yeah. for a trial and Man, he, he eventually went to the second division in, in Italy um, and yeah. where he's being like he's being paid to play so um, the scenes from is it Galatasaray and Fenerbahce when they play each other oh, it's, oh yeah my God, man. imagine playing in that atmosphere Adam yeah like you want to wear a bulletproof vest they say <laughs> yeah Stab vest yeah I know I'm Connor I know Connor calling had a nice couple of offers after playing in the tournament with G this 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 past summer. Lovely. Um, he's only in second year of college or something like that. Um, but like the likes of him now, and like you could say like the likes of Jack Quinn and all them, can, like if they really wanted to push on and to not really take it seriously, they have no choice but to leave the country and leave the league. Which is like in a, in the two ways, like it's like it's great to see him move on and see Matt move on, but then at the same time, it's like where or is our league getting better? Then no, it's not because we're losing those talents. Absolutely. So, it's like, so like, how do we like? I don't know. Is there a way that like I'm not to believe? Geez, our league is very far away from from um from being paid. But like, you'd love to see like colleges get involved the way in the Super League, and then scholarships be given out for like like say now if you were sponsored by UCD or something, and then like like we say Jack was getting a scholarship to go to go to UCD then, and then he plays with G. You'd love to see that be kind of integrated into the league. Oh, that'd be perfect. I mean, like you would have probably seen it in Finland when you went to 23. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a completely, I remember Jack Quinn said to me, we went to watch our second match of the tournament and he just had a look of, I I can't really describe his look, but it led me to say what's wrong. And he goes, geez, I thought that I thought to jump up the senior wheelchair basketball was tough, but Mm. like a completely different sport. So yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I think we are miles off it. Unfortunately, mm. as a league as a whole, because even if you look at our league, kind of the top four teams, um, yourselves, Limerick, us, and probably Kerry, um, you know the games are always they are they're always close enough, and then towards the last quarter, it's, 
the team that wins is always winning by 10 or 15 points, you know that yeah. way? Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, unfortunately, I just think it's that's a great idea though, what you're saying, and and yeah, the powers that be may I just don't see why not, like you know why not I mean? exactly. And I think it'd be like you'd be able to like say now you're south side, so you'd be able to use UCD's facilities if Cluster or someone else can be like tied in there with like DC or something. It's like yeah, like like those colleges will never have a wheelchair basketball team, but the players on scholarship and the members would be able to use the gym, use the core. And that's obviously just going. To, it's just going to make the league better. Like, and it, them being affiliated with those kind of colleges and things like that, like that might bring ten or fifteen more people to a game. Then, do you know what I mean? Absolutely, Adam. Get on to IWA Sport with that idea because that's no, a fantastic yeah, idea. Yeah, that that that's a great idea. Actually, we'll we'll probably leave it on that note because that is a oh. great great time to leave it. And um, what's the hopes for the for the season and and I suppose into next season? So you're just going to co- you're concentrating on studies more so, is it? And, yeah, yeah. I and think with, with with the uh, with the coaching and and the um the playing this year, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next year. I don't know if I'm if I will coach or not. Um, I'm thinking of just kind of putting all my time into the rebel wheelers and having a flat out year. Um, I'm just focusing on that. Um, but yeah, this summer now, um, this summer I'll be watching obviously the senior team, and I think come September then I'll I'll, I'll try and make myself available until next year and have a go off it and try and make the team next year. Yeah. Uh, but I think this this summer now is kind of not making excuses and trying to get into the wheelchair every day if I can. I live right next to Neptune. I have keys for Neptune, so I don't really have an excuse. To not get in, into the into the court and uh, work on my game, really. Brilliant, love it. Listen, Thank I'll you. chat to you Saturday. Look forward to having a chat with you, and yes. uh, I hope uh, you lose on Saturday. Whoever you are playing, um, can, can be <laughs> not the Red Wheelers too, though. People are oh, not Red Wheelers too. Sorry, worse than, worse than. <laughs> yeah, Adam. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thanks, you, thanks, Daddy. Thanks, Rev. Gentlemen, you later, see you buddy. Big thank you to Adam Drummond there for joining us. A great chat with him. Um, lovely lad. Lo- as right. you said, even right even lad. if you always play for Rebel Wheelers, lovely lad. Yeah. Look, you can't help me play for Rebel Wheelers, but <laughs> um, Adam is a gentleman. Always like seeing him at games and having a good chat with him. Um, he's got a great attitude considering yeah. what he's been through. And uh, I've no doubt that if he puts his mind to it, if he wants to, that he'll be representing Ireland uh, for years to come. And it, it also shows the importance of the National Rehabilitation Hospital as well in, in that big time. Um and, and 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 the the way in which sport helps people post accident and how important it is. Um yeah. And, so, the, yeah. and and there I said the risk of just you know propping the balls up a little bit here. Uh, it was nice of to speak so highly of uh, Mark Barry, who absolutely yeah. is is an absolute gent and uh, I'm sure has been Influential in many a person's life, and Mark would be quite humble, probably, and wouldn't accept. Yeah, Mark's far too modest to take any credit for any of that. Yeah, um, that, that that's that's his job day in day out, and he absolutely adores the job, and mm. uh, he he lives, breathes everything that job. And you're you're dead right to say that. And fair play to you, he he'd like to hear that. So yeah, yeah, fair play to him. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, great chat with Adam, loved it, and he also has great taste in sneakers. Which is sneakers. So, uh, <laughs> you had to go there. And listen, can you not be calling me out from the guests as well? Will you always call me out? Yeah, you deserve it. All right. So do you. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, look, that's it for this week, lads. If you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, you can, of course, get them everywhere and anywhere that you can get a podcast. You just need to search 
or WTS pod and we'll be there. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean Podcast, out of Podcast, any of those places at all. As I said, just hit WTS pod. He is at Merdigan Mania on the social media. I am at Daniel Murray on the social media at WTS pod on Twitter. That's it for this week, lads. Until next time. Here I is. Full hearts. Cannot lose. Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs>